Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for April 25th, 2011, and now the news. Last week, we reported that Toyota's production is only running at half capacity in Japan, and now the company says it will not return to normal until December. Toyota's president, Akio Toyota, says around 150 parts are still in critically short supply. It's estimated that the company could lose up to 400,000 units of production globally through the end of the month. And the company does not expect to meet its full-year global production goal of 7.7 million units, which means General Motors will probably surpass Toyota in sales this year. Not only is the earthquake and tsunami hurting Toyota's manufacturing levels, it's also hurting its financial status. According to Bloomberg, six Japanese companies, including Toyota, had their outlooks downgraded to negative from stable by Standard & Poor's rating service. The other companies are Honda, Nissan, Eisen, Denso, and the Toyota Industries Corp, which is a subsidiary of Toyota. But while the Japanese struggle to boost car production, a Green Party leader in Germany is calling for the country to build fewer cars and to reduce the number of cars on its roads and to build vehicles that consume less fuel. No surprise there, coming from a green, and hey, good luck with that. Toyota and Subaru's joint venture sports car is a definite go. According to Wards, it's set to hit the market next year. The two automakers teased it in concept form at least twice now, most recently as the Scion FRS at the New York International Auto Show last week. Jack Hollis, the brand's vice president, said they're close to a production model with its low-slung body, boxer four-cylinder engine, and rear drive, it ought to be a fun car to drive. It should also be priced to sell. Hollis says it has to say, stay in the $20,000 range, which makes sense for Scion, Toyota's youth-oriented brand. The Communist Party is celebrating its 90th birthday on July 1st in China, and China AutoWeb reports that Part of the celebration includes a star-studded propaganda film titled The Founding of a Party. What's most interesting is that the film is sponsored by Cadillac. You know, Lenin always said that capitalists would sell you the rope you hang them with, but no doubt this is an astute move for Cadillac as it tries to sell more cars in China. David Strickland, the head of NHTSA, says that Chinese automaker SAIC wants to sell cars in the U.S., According to Bloomberg, Strickland visited China last week to meet with automakers and explain U.S. safety standards. SAIC and other Chinese automakers want to start exporting cars because the market in China is starting to slow down. Currently, SAIC does not have plans to enter the U.S. market and instead is focusing on growing its business in India and the U.K. The company wants to export 800,000 vehicles by 2015. An analyst at J.D. Power Asia Pacific says Chinese vehicles will match international brands in quality between 2015 and 2018. And speaking of China, the government there is forcing foreign car companies to develop brands in China for China. GM has Baojun, Honda has Everest, 
Nissan has Venusia. The government is forcing them to do this for a couple of reasons, and here's my AutoLine insight as to why it's happening. First, foreign automakers have to turn over their technology to their Chinese partners to develop these cars. This is one sure way China can make sure its car companies get that technology. Second, foreign brands now dominate the Chinese market, and China wants to see local brands do better. Third, and this is the most important point, China has a lot of engineers, but not many very good chief engineers. They've all done modifications to plat foreign platforms, but most of them have never developed a car from scratch on their own. So by forcing foreign car companies to develop Chinese brands in China, the government hopes it can change all of that around. Coming up next, a look at a new type of electric car that can be recharged in less than five minutes. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. Earlier this month, I spent some time in Taiwan where I visited a company called Pishong, which makes electric bikes, electric scooters, and motorized chairs. But now the company is getting into electric cars. But if electrics are ever going to catch on in a big way, something has to be done about the amount of time it takes to recharge them. Even with a level three charger, the fastest type that's available today, it still takes at least half an hour to recharge the batteries. But the head of Pishong says he has the solution. Meet Donald Wu, the owner of the Pishong Motor Machinery Company. They make electric bicycles, scooters, and motorized chairs so they're heavily involved with all kinds of battery technology. And now they're getting into electric cars. They've partnered with a French company called Microcar because Donald Wu says he's come up with a battery that can be recharged in less than five minutes. Specifically, he says it can be recharged in four minutes and that you can discharge and recharge it 30,000 times before the battery degrades, so it'll last a long time. This is a lithium iron phosphate battery, not lithium ion, and that's the secret to its longevity. I got to drive a micro car with this battery technology, and it seems to work quite well. While these cars are really for low speed limit roads, it had adequate acceleration off the line and an acceptable cruising speed of about 40 miles an hour. No word yet on what these electric micro cars will cost when they come to market. But if Donald Wu has truly come up with a battery that can be recharged in four minutes, he's probably going to end up selling a lot more batteries than cars. The Pishang Electric is really for low speed driving. In the US, it would probably be limited to driving on restricted roads or on public roads with speed limits of no more than 25 miles an hour. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.